how do you stay grounded? I stay grounded because I spiritually I'm grounded, but I think we're 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 we're, we're human beings. We, we're body, will, our will, emotions, and our mind, basically, mm-hmm. in the three-part being. And so, in our mind, we have to watch out what we're magnifying, what we're thinking about. Are we designed to? Are we led by our ambitions? Are we led by the anointing or the gifting? Because in ambitions, I, it's, it's okay to say, I want to be a successful pastor. I want to be a worship leader. I want That's fine. I'm not saying that's wrong, mm-hmm. but don't be led by that. Right. Uh, be, trust the timing of God because the timing of God is very important. So so people have, everybody has to come to an understanding of God's timing. Welcome to the Living by Grace podcast with Al Jennings. When you receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness, you will reign in life. Listen in as we discuss the effortless life of God's grace. All right. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the show. I am excited today because I've got my good friend, Johnny Mack, Johnny McGowan. All right. And Johnny is a pastor at Lakewood. He's a man of many titles, some being armor bearer, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, and evangelist. And I might add, he is also a businessman. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's been a member of Lakewood Church, one of, one of the largest non-denominational churches in America since 1974, where he currently serves as associate pastor. Pastor Johnny joined Lakewood staff under former pastor John Osteen in 1988, working as associate producer in the television ministry. He had the honor of being ordained by Pastor John in 1994, where he served as his personal armor bearer. He remained loyal to Pastor John until transitioning to serve in the same position to current pastor, Pastor Joel Osteen, who is also one of Johnny's best friends. Pastor Johnny bears his message of hope, servanthood, and stepping up to the the aspiring leaders and volunteers that he advises, as well as to pastors that he ministers to on a local and global level. He possesses an extraordinary ability to glean vision and clarity to leadership's most complex challenges. With his wealth of experience and wisdom he has gained by serving in the shadow of greatness has inspired him to write his first book, Stepping Up, Discovering the Power in Your Position. His strongest desire is to see every person's life transformed by the good news of Jesus Christ, where their souls will be saved and their lives propelled into their god given destiny. Praise God. His greatest mission is to have his four children and four grandchildren to become successful men and women of God and to make an impact in the world. Joel Osteen calls him a servant leader. (laughs) And Johnny is here today to help you unlock God's power and to elevate your position and reach your full potential. So I'm glad you're listening today. 
This is going to be a special treat. Johnny's got a lot to share, so let's just dive right in. All right, welcome, Johnny. Oh, thank you, Pastor Jenny. And, uh, you know, you you and your wife are some of, Carla, some of my favorite people in the world. Uh, I, I have nothing but, as they say, mad respect for y'all, for your dedication, for your ability to make the world practical and and you know you're a thriving church there, and you know we just we just love you being a part of our world. You know, Pastor Joel Osteen as well has a lot of respect for mm. you, as we call you, Mr. GQ. You're one of the best dressed, casual, and professional dudes I've seen in a long time, man. You keep it real, but we just love you, man, and, and appreciate the opportunity that you're uh, giving me to to you know speak because you know it works both ways. You know, eyes sharpen eyes. And yes, when I'm around you, and I, I just, I just get blessed because the things you, you were sharing with me, you know, and that's, and that's good to have uh, a covenant relationship with, with such a man and, and one of the God that you're, you and your wife are. I appreciate your friendship. Uh, thank you so much, Johnny, for those kind words. Right back at you. We love y'all. We love the McGowans, the Osteens. Man, you're, you're a really good friend, and um, we have some great conversations over the phone, but. Man, let's get into it. So, um, yeah. before we dive into the book, walk us through your journey at Lakewood, how you met Pastor Joel, how you got involved with um, even Pastor John Osteen, and, and just just walk us through that. Yeah, well, you know, we, like like you like you said earlier, I started in nineteen seventy four, attending which my with my parents and. My dad was, uh, you know, we, we were always in sort of a non-denominational uh, church, but he, he uh, uh, grew up Baptist and, and just had a, such a desire to hear the Word of God and, and the Word of God had been taught. Not it was not taught, but just in the, the insight that he started listening to uh, Pastor Osteen, Brother Osteen, John Osteen, Pastor John Osteen, mm-hmm. uh, Pastor's father, on the radio. And he said, man, I love the way this this man teaches and and so we started visiting, and like in said, we were visiting a lot in the seventies and seventy three. Then finally, we just took our membership up, and uh, we, we we joined his church, and been against the churches that we were previously above, but it was just a, a different twist, a different, uh, you know, just it was just a little bit different, and uh, in in a good way, and, and not like not slamming any of those churches, but you know, just more insightful, and he felt like that was the place. That God wants wanted wanted him to be, and wanted him to raise his family in that that type of environment, and uh, and so anyway, long story short, then uh, of course in the in the in the younger in the youth group, uh, that's where I met Pastor Pastor Joel, my friend, and the pastor now, and we kind of just hit it off because my dad always said, you know, treat people no matter what who they are, their status in life, their their race, their uh, their economical background, or or lack of uh, education, whatever, just treat them all the same and respect them. Don't treat them based on their status in life. Just be kind to the person. And, and you know, if they don't, if they don't have a, a you know, a outlook on life like you do, then that's not a person that you want to hang around with or, you know, understanding what you understand or, or be able to build you up. And so that's where me and Pastor Joel, we just two, two peas in the pot you know, mm-hmm. so to speak, it, it just got a, got along real great, and it started with that. And so I'm, I, I'm, I, I look back over that, and, uh, you know, because Sunday mornings is the most 
still in America is sort of the most one of the most segregated time where right. you know you they, they call you have your white church, your black church, your mm. Hispanic church, all those churches, but there's only one God right. that we serve, and He's He's the God of all people, and mm-hmm. He died for the whole world. Yes, and so with that dynamic, you know, when my dad made that choice to go there, he did not from his, you know, the immediate pastor, but some people. So why are you doing it? Why are you going to the white church? This, that, and the other. But his choice, and and his choice was a part of my destiny because I wouldn't be here. I would never have met you, uh, perhaps in 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 the, in the many men and women and find men and women of God throughout the body. I would never have done it without my dad taking a stance on I'm going to follow God and the choices matters, and that's it's, our choices affect our destiny. And and so I thank God for my parents for standing strong, even though they didn't bow down to the pressure, uh, crush to the pressure, because a lot of times when you're making choices in life that God allows you to be a part of, I think the, the thing is, is that you have to make the choice according to what God is telling you to do. You have to follow peace and let peace be your umpire. Yes. And I thank God for my parents for that, because they made a choice, number one, and they just said, you know what? I'm not gonna. I'm gonna do what I know God told me to do, and that's what is important. In special, what I want to say this: whatever God tells you to do, He always backs it up with peace. He mm-hmm. gives you peace about it. Yes. You might not understand. I will give you peace that passes all understanding. And so, so anyway, that happened. And so, of course, uh, working with my father in construction, grew up in construction. But in 1988, we built a new building at Lakewood. We built our new uh, sanctuary. And in that in that moment, Pastor Joel, you know, he's the, the head of television. I was volunteering in television ministry. And I, you know, pulling cables behind cameramen. And I ran camera, worked my way up to running camera because my father also taught me, whatever you do, you do your best that yes. you can do. That's and good. do your best. And, you know, just do your best. And you might, as long as you do your best, you did it perfect. And that's all you can count. You can you can take to the bank, so to speak. And so I said this, at, and so while we were doing that, we were moving over, and Pastor Joel offered me a position to work full-time at the church. Mm-hmm. And I went, wow, okay, that's, that's phenomenal. And I'm thinking, wow. And he said, but then he said, but I would not be able to, probably match your salary that your dad pays you and, and uh, that, that he pays pays you. But, but, I, but you know, I, I just feel like I should offer this. And the amazing thing about God, he told, Pastor Joel told me to pray about it, and I did, and I had peace it right off the bat. And I prayed about it, and, and of course, when he said about the money thing, it kind of, oh, man, maybe it's not God, you know, but, but I didn't make a decision based on money. I made a decision based on God's obedience. And what I know mm. what God was telling me in my heart. And I can say at the end of the year that I made more money than working for my dad at the time because I did extra, I was able to do extra little jobs here and not even think about it, just little opportunities that came up and it, 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 it put me in that position. So, anyway, but how I started with became, you know, I'm on staff and we were in the staff meeting. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brother Osteen, I was looking at him, and it's like something, to- it's like I said, man, he needs something. And I asked the question. And I, when I asked the question, I said, he needs something. What does he need? 
Well, at the time, I didn't really realize it, but the Holy Spirit answered the question in which I was asking. And I go, he needs water. So I just mm. obeyed, did it, but got a, a bottle of water, a little bottle, little bitty eight-ounce bottle of water, and took it to him. <laughs> he looked at me, and he said, how'd you know I got, how'd you know I need wanted some water? Wow. And I was like, uh, is this a trick question? Trick, <laughs> a trick question? What is this about? And he just looked at me. He said, I got to keep, he, you know, he, he pointed, you know, like, with gentility, he was like, I got to keep my eye on you. I got to keep my eye on you. And <laughs> and so anyway, I said, okay, yes, sir. And so that's how I sort of started me being his you know, where he would, he would uh, uh, call me. So one day I was in television, I was working, and he called up there. He said, hey, Johnny, what are you doing? And I said, well, if you're, he's my boss, Brother Osteen. So mm-hmm. I'm like, he's my boss. And I just told him, I said, well, I'm putting in scriptures. I just did the audio edit and cleaned those up, and I'm putting scriptures in, and, and which is which, in, a, in, a, in a weekly show program. And uh, he goes, okay, well, thank you. But Joel always tells me how well you're doing. You're always on time. You're always doing. You're, you're dedicated. You're committed. And blah blah blah. And so we hung up the phone, and I was like feeling good about myself. You know, I said, yeah. You know, my, my pastor just blessed me. Told me. then my my, my 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 supervisor, which is Pastor Joel, been bragging on me. So I got kind of got. To, I guess you think I look big. And as soon as I thought that something said in me, you blew it. Mm. And I went, you blew, I mean, so strong, I said, you blew it. And I go, I blew it? What in the world? And so, of course, I began to rebuke the, the enemy, rebuke the devil. I'm saying, they ain't know what the devil, because I didn't lie. I didn't exaggerate the truth. So how did I blow it? That's the enemy. And so a lot of times we were rebuking things in our life that God is speaking to us, mm. because we got to sit back. And I and then next thing I do, once again, I said, I asked the question, I said, well, how did I blow it? And the Holy Spirit says, the next time he says, he calls, you say, what do you need of? And I go, that's the dumbest thing. What is wrong with me? <laughs> and I'm saying, this is crazy. This don't make sense. I don't know why I'm going this direction. I don't know why I'm thinking this. And it says, what do you need of? And I go, what does that mean, what do you need of? What does Pastor John Osteen need from me? What do you need from me? What do you need of? And I thought it just, once again, the enemy just trying to, and the Bible bring confusion. And God then the scripture came in. The, the scripture came to me was, come and let us reason. Mm. And I go, come and let us reason. Why would I come and reason with God when he knows what tomorrow holds? I think that scripture is reason that he's right. Mm. And that's it. And so I said, okay, all right. Well, then I, I, I accept that. And it went away. And, I, and, and at the time, I was trying to keep working during this process, and I couldn't type. I couldn't. I like. I was like utterly confused. I couldn't move forward. But the minute I, 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 I just said, "Okay, I accept that." I'm gonna just. What I say that, and I was able to go back to work. Well, a couple of days later, the phone rang, and guess who it is? Brother Osteen. So he called. He says, "Hey, Johnny, what are you doing?" And I immediately say, like someone prompted me, which was the Holy Spirit, said. What, what are you supposed to say? It asks me a question. And I go, what do you need of? And he said, I want to know if you go somewhere with me. And that's when it starts. Mm. So from that day forward, whenever Brother Osteen would call me, I will always answer, what do you need of? Because 
even when I first initially called, he called me the first time, he asked me what I was doing. And I told him, but his graciousness and his everything about him says, you know, he didn't like, just because you're my boss, I want you to go somewhere with me. He said, if you do, okay, that's fine. Keep doing what you're doing. So the Holy Spirit knew his heart, knew my heart, and the Holy Spirit gives us, number one, gives us the insight that we, is, I always say this, God's always speaking, we're just not always listening. Yeah. And and so when, so, so when, when God told, when I, well, God impressed on me to do this and say this and, and, and move in this direction, then that's when things begin to blossom in my life, which was the greatest opportunity for me was to, you know, be that personal assistant, uh, that type of aid or adjutant to uh, uh, one of the greatest uh, pastors that ever walked there, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, and you can see the fruit of his, the, the, his fruit by the seed he sowed mm-hmm. by the things like what it have achieved in this in this in this at this time and during this time is because of the faithfulness of uh, mm-hmm. Brother Osteen yes. and I was privileged to walk alongside of him and 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 be a part of it in such a way that that I am blessed because of that. Wow, wow, man! So many lessons in that. And Lakewood has made an impact all over the world, not just here in America, man. Just even, even before Joel took over. Wow, that that's powerful. So let's let's get into your book. Actually, the things you shared are mostly in your book, but your book is called "Stepping Up: Discovering the Power of Your Position." What do you mean by that? Well, the the power of your position is a lot of people wait until they get something or they arrive somewhere to get the power. But really, every every step in your life, there's power there. It's mm. power now in your position. And if you wait until, if you, if, if you wait until you get the promotion, if you wait until you get, achieve this goal, even in your business, in it, anywhere, then you're not exercising your power now in your position. You're waiting. That's and, good. It, you know, you might not have certain authority, but you do have a power to achieve and do something. So you want to step up and do it within. You don't want to wait till you receive something or get something. You want to operate it in it now. And I think a lot of people, they hold back that, well, once I get to the position, then I'll begin to do this. Yeah. I do this. I do mm-hmm. this. Now, some things you can't do, but you can do something because this, this, this step that we're taking today is part of our destiny. So if we wait for the destiny to be fulfilled, to number one, be happy, to operate like we should, we would never get there because we're not we're not actually prepared mentally. We might be there spiritually, but in our mind, we're saying, I'm going to hold back. Well, you shouldn't hold back. You should do the best that you can do in every time. And, and that's the power of your position. You have power. And, you know, and then you got to be sensitive. I think about... Uh, and a lot of people, like I said, a lot of people wait, want to wait till they get a position, they get the authority, they get the title. Now I got power. Mm. No, you have power now. Oh, say, say that again for the people in the back. <laughs> yeah, I say, I say you, you oh, yes, I say you don't have to wait till you get position and to operate. You have power now to operate in your position. Now you have power. Yes, you, you are that because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if he's giving you power now, you have to understand that what you're doing now is you're building part of the 
towards your future. You're walking towards your destiny. And when you're walking in your destiny, basically your destiny is linked to heaven. Mm. Man, that's powerful, man. Wow. Wow. I, I want to hear your thoughts about how success in the kingdom is different from the world's definition of success. And let me tell you what I mean by that. Like, mm -hmm. let's say you're a COO in a company or a CFO, mm -hmm. not the CEO, mm -hmm. you're not the, the top dog, but mm -hmm. you're given an opportunity to be a CEO of another or at another company. All right. Mm -hmm. Now in the world, that's usually, usually that's interpreted as promotion and people typically just automatically jump at that. But right. that's not necessarily the case, right, Johnny? No, it's not. It's not necessarily the case. And I believe if I understand the question correctly, I believe that, you know, you, you everything that you do, God has given you a gifting in you. And I think your gifting and your passion is linked together. And so when you when you operate in that, and and the secret weapon is the Holy Spirit yes. in us that dwells in us. That's the secret weapon. So whatever door is open, you you're able to go through it because you've already God's preparing you for that. He never opens a door that you don't have the ability to go through. You might we might not we might think we don't have it but we have to trust in God and walk anyway. Because if he's opened the door, that means everything on the other side of the door belongs to you. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, it's like the children of Israel. He told them there's milk and honey in that land. He said, that's your promised land, milk and honey. Only two people understood what God was saying. Right. And they paid attention to that. So the two people that went in, they saw the milk and honey, and they saw everything that God had said that was there. They rejoice and say, this is what God has for me. But then if you, the other spies went in and saw the giants that they had no idea were there. So instead of focusing on what God had promised them, they focused on what God had not said. Mm. And just because God had not said it didn't mean anything because God said, that's your land, that's your land. We look at the giants <laughs> instead of look at the, the true promise. Mm -hmm. And we make decisions based on the giants and say, this is not our land. This is not for me. But I always say, if God opens up a door, then you walk through that door which in faith and knowing that God got your back because he opened up for a reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good, man. Mm -hmm. You also mentioned in your book about staying in your lane. Um, talk about that. Oh, man, that's, that's such an important factor in anything. I don't care if it's church, business, work, whatever, because everybody has a lane and we're all going in the same same direction. And I always say, never change lane without putting on the signal. If you think about the highway, you drive <laughs> yeah. down the highway, if you get over and the person in that lane already doesn't, is, is focused on going forward and they get, and you get over on them, you're going to cause a wreck. And what you're going to do is you, you cause a a delay because it might not be a serious wreck where it takes somebody's life out, but it's going to cause some fender benders. It's going to cause this. It's going to cause some a reaction. So when you change lane, you stay in your lane based on what you can do. And a lot of people want to do what someone else do. I like it like this. They want to get in the fast lane, and right now they're driving a Yugo. <laughs> well, the fast lane is built for a Ferrari, mm. and they want to do. They want to buy. They want to run like a Ferrari. 
when they can't run like a Ferrari because it's not built like a Ferrari. It's not that God can't 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 <laughs> add that to you, that power to you, because with the power of the Holy Spirit in you, you can do anything. You gotta run anything, and and you know. So anyway, That's so standing your lane meaning standing your lane meaning that you do what God has assigned you to do, or your leadership have done you, and you don't desire to be something else because you didn't you weren't built for that right now. It's not that you can't develop in that God can't develop you. But I believe everybody has something. Like people have told me, Johnny, when are you gonna go pastor church? Mm-hmm. I don't think God has has ordained me uh, in this season or any season of coming to be a, a pastor of a senior pastor of a church. I feel like my position is for pastor, is to support Pastor Joel for the rest of my life until God Himself do otherwise. And it's one time I know this guy. I used to meet when I ministered at Lakewood. He would he would go out and he, when I finished, he would say, "Man." When are you going to start your church, Johnny? When are you going to start your church? And I look at him like, man, don't be saying that, man. And he'll say it right <laughs> when I get off the off the, off the pulpit. He would t- say that. And I said, man, please don't say that, man. I mean, I just, I was like, I was embarrassed mm-hmm. because people are hearing it. And people will take things out of content right. yes. in the church world, any world. They go, oh, then the next thing you know, they say, they'll tell somebody, you know, Johnny's going to start a church. And then someone say, Johnny done started a church. Johnny done did this. <laughs> I haven't done anything. And so I say, man. Man, Holy Spirit, I, I don't like that, and I didn't want to hurt his feeling. And but because I, I want to tell people this, and this is a very important factor: promotion comes vertical, not horizontal. Mm, that's good. Promotion comes from horizontal. First, it comes from God. Yeah. And if you're submitted to somebody, because everybody had to submit to somebody, everybody. Right. And and so when you would submit to that, so we, if I would go to my pastor and say, "Hey, I feel like God is telling me to." to do this, do this. Well, I'm, I'm submitted to the authority of God, to God. And God is, is, uh, is, 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 is given my pastor, the leadership, this, this, this authority in which I submit to the authority. And if they, they don't, they say, well, let's, let's just pray about it. And that's the key. If someone said, let's pray about it. Cause the same God that told me is going to tell my leadership. Yes. And so it's going to, it's not going to be a confusion. And, and, and my leadership might say, you know, it's not time yet. It's not time yet. And I have to respect that and honor that, and God will see that. And what? so anyway, back to this guy. So he would he would say that, and then one time I, it was the Holy Spirit because it, it came out of nowhere. I said, I'll tell you, this is what I need. I said, I would love for you to uh, find me a church building, and then where I'm going to have a church, I need you to uh, find a dwelling place for my family. And I need you to uh, do these other certain things. I say, but the most important thing, on Saturday night, I need you to come to the house with a message for me to present to the people on the next morning. He looked at me like I was crazy. (laughs) And I said, said, when God tells me to go, that's what God's going to do for me. Since you're telling me to go, that's what you need to do for me. Mm. Wow. So you got to watch who's in your ear. I always say, you got to have a filter on your ear. You got to watch who's in your ear because someone will cause you to be. It's okay for someone to acknowledge the gifting or, or to affirm or or to say, you know, you can preach, you can sing, you can do all these things. But it's God that does promotion. It's God that opens up the door. Don't open up the door yourself because if you open up the door yourself, you're responsible for everything else on the other side of that door. Yeah, man, that's so good, Johnny. Let me ask you this. So when people mm-hmm. say stuff to you like that, how do you stay grounded? I stay grounded because I 
spiritually I'm grounded, but I think we're 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 we're, we're human beings. We got a soul, we got a will, we got emotion, and we got emotions. We got we got body. We, we're body, wheels. Our will, emotions, and our mind, basically, mm-hmm. in the three part being. And so, in our mind, we have to watch out what we're magnifying, what we're thinking about. Are we designed to? Are we led by our ambitions? Or are we led by the anointing or the gifting? Because in ambitions, I, it's it's okay to say I want to be a successful pastor. I want to be a worship leader. I want that's fine. I'm not saying that's wrong, mm-hmm. but don't be led by that. Right. Uh, be trust the timing of God because the timing of God is very important. So so people have everybody has to come to an understanding God's timing. And so to me. How I stay grounded is I stay focused on what I'm doing today, because a lot of times that's good. We focus on what, what what's going to happen in the future, and we don't know how far that future is off. It could be a month, a year, ten years, or whatever. But God knows, because He knows what tomorrow holds. So I think what I do is learn to live in the moment. I make myself live in the moment. What am I focused on? Because a lot of times, what I see in the future, I try to live today. Mm-hmm. And if I try to live that today when it's not there yet, it's almost like you you got to you plan a great vacation to Hawaii, and you got your swim trunks on, and you still at the house, <laughs> and you know you're not even close to you're not even close to Hawaii yet. But you have dreamed it, you love it, you want to do it, but you sitting at the house with drinking a, a, a iced tea uh, with an umbrella in it, and then with your swim trunks on, and your family going you like you're crazy, and that's what happens is. We, 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 we need to live in the moment. Yes, prepare for your future, but definitely live in the moment. And that's what I do. I live in the moment because God would not take me somewhere. I Before my time, he's always in time. Oh, man. That is so, so, so good, man. Whew. Yeah. How, how? Man, I've got these so many questions I want to ask you. So how do you how do you step up? I step up when uh, me when I step up is I step when that door is open the opportunity is there I step up and the Holy Spirit can help you step up you step up at, at you step up every day in your life you get up in the morning you step up I say God today this is the day you made I'm going to rejoice to be glad in it Father so I'm stepping up into your will for my life so that's a natural thing that God say so I'm give God give me the give me the insight of who you want be I minister to or encourage love. I'm stepping up into your will. So when I step into your will, because the only will that truly works is the will of God. He's given us free will, but I want my will to be God's will. I want God's will to be my will. I want mm-hmm. to, I want to be in a mingle. I want to just be together with the perfect will of God. And so when I step up, I step up in confidence and step up in faith because God has given me the ability. And I believe everything that we're God has assigned us to do, we already have in us. It's just called the unlocking. And then when we pray for our leadership, we pray for the things, we pray for our day. I believe God down what I call a spiritual download, he upload us for what we need today. It's like, you know, our phones, mm-hmm. we got to do an upgrade, yeah. we got to do a download. Mm-hmm. Well then what it does, the download doesn't come. It's already in the phone, but something that comes from heaven triggers something that's already in the phone. Mm. Mm. Period. It's already there. That that it's already built in. But something that from the from the cloud or whatever they call it, 
causes your phone to be unlocked. It unlocks the virgin. The virgin is already there. Yeah. So we already, God has already placed it. He said, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. And I believe God calls us. He chose us. He assigned things to do us. So he said, I set before you life and death, blessings and curses, increase, all these things. I already given you that. But you have to make the choice and trust me because I know. That's why I know what tomorrow holds because I already designed it. Yeah, that's good. So that's, you, you, you just step up into what God will and trust God and just move forward. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. You mentioned in your book about an example from construction. I thought that was mm-hmm. powerful. Would you elaborate on that? Yes. When I was when I started with, with, with my dad, I was like nine years old when he told me, eight or nine years old when he told me. He took out some plans. And he said, don't, he said, look at this plan and you, you, you don't start anything until you see that house built out on the land. And of course, at the time I thought my dad had lost his mind. <laughs> I'm going to see that out. But he was saying was visualize what got, what you, what you see here. And then you, you see it and you do it in steps. You see the foundation, you see the walls, you see all these things. Is it manifest yet? Yeah, no, but you see it first so that you can walk. So it's almost like the vision. If I would say write the vision, write the vi- uh, the vi- make it plain. Mm-hmm. And write the vision, make it plain, write it out. So that way, as you visualize this thing, you're able to say, okay, this is not foreign to me. I, God has already prepared me for this. My mind is ready. Because it's more from a mental standpoint, your, mind, your soul area more than a spiritual, because the mind, and the Bible says the mind could be an enemy of Christ, basically, because you could think something else. So when you visualize, I see what God is doing. I see what God, I can see it, I can see it, I can see it. You think about uh, when uh, Elijah told, uh, I guess this was gay, he's like, he said, God, open up his eyes yeah. so he can see. So we have to open up our eyes, our internal eyes, so we can see something in order to be something and become what we see, you know, and what we hear. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So what are we hearing? And so what we what we so when I'm building the house, it's a process that you go. You can't you, you a lot of people you got to be patient when you build a house. A lot of people say, okay, uh the foundation. Well, okay, you, you can't put the, the, the structure before the foundation. And a lot of people are ignoring the foundation and then they're not taking time to to really apply and do what the foundation needs to be done because they're trying to put the roof on. You haven't erected the walls yet. So hmm. it's a process in building <clears throat> that you have to follow in order to get the success and get the results that you need. So building is the same way. So I, I thank God because it taught me, because it's the same thing that God did himself. He said, let us create, let us make man in our image, just like us. Let us create man. He thought about it and saw it before he did it. Mm-hmm. And so we, we, we had the same creative power. So what I like him to build in is like, I, you'll see the end results, but be patient and follow the steps along the way. And that's what the Holy Spirit is. You can say the Holy Spirit is the blueprint that you read when you build a house. Yes. Yeah, man, that's good. You also mentioned when you were talking about that, one contractor trying to do another contractor's job, basically getting yeah. getting out of what he was supposed to do or what what he's an expert in trying to do yeah. what somebody else does. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And I, when I say that, it's like a plumber. 
You have a licensed plumber. He's went to school. He's got the training to do plumbing. And then the electrician has got the license and got the uh, schooling to be an electrician. So when it's one dealing with water, one dealing with electricity. Mm-hmm. And then the thing is, if a plumber starts dealing with electricity, he might get shot because he's just in or out of his lane. Yeah. He's not tra- He might have the knowledge of it. Right. Because you have the knowledge of it, you don't have the license to do it. Oh, and a lot good. of people are, 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 are trying to do something. They don't have the license to do it. And the license is the permission or the gifting for God. God did not give you the license to do that. You might understand it, but as God has given you, have you haven't did the training, did what it takes to do it, get it done, then you out of order. You out of line, you, and you're going to put yourself in danger. The same way a plumber, an electrician trying to do a plumber's job, well, he he might leave out something because he's not been trained. Mm-hmm. So it's very crucial for everybody to stay in their lane. It goes back to staying in lane, what you've been licensed to do. What has God licensed you to do? What is that gifting that that you do in your sleep that you have training in? Stay in your lane, stay because it's important. Because if a if a plumber does, if the, if they do vice versa, the trades do vice versa. It might not. It's not. It might be some flaws there that reveal once you put the pressure to it. When you put the water to it, something is going to burst because the, the electrician did the plumbing and the vice versa. The plumbing did the electrician. When you kick the breaker, something's going to trip right? because it wasn't wired properly. And so that's, that's the crucialness. You have to understand what your gifting is, what you're licensed to do, what you've been licensed by God, or in this case, the state of Texas or, the, or your year or your art that you've been licensed to do. And trust that and work alongside the plumber and work together. Yeah, that's so good. I thought about the illustration you gave about the Yugo and the Ferrari. Like, if the Yugo try to do what the Ferrari does, he's going to frustrate himself uh-huh. and other people. Exactly, exactly. And the one thing about Ferrari, they don't get, get good gas mileage. Well, the Yugo can go a long way. So what you desire <laughs> yeah. to you be go. like the Ferrari to get there, you won't make it because God said, I've made you a Hugo because it's not about the speed. It's about the durability of getting there mm. because you got the gas. You're going to make it where Ferrari can go 200 miles uh, on one tank of gas. Well, Hugo can do that. So a lot of people desire to be a Ferrari because I'm going to get that fast. Well, the faster <laughs> you go, the more gas you burn, you won't make it. Yeah, that's good, man. That is so good. Um, you also mentioned in the book about when you went on a safari. What what did you learn from that? Yes, man. One time we were in a safari over in, in Africa. It was in uh, I think Kenya uh, at the Mari Mari, and I never forget this. We we were we were out on the safari looking at the game and everything, and, and the, the lions and the elephants, and everything. Mm-hmm. And they say it's a leopard over there, so we, we went up to the leopard. And it was a it was, it was light, and I thought it was fake because it did not move. Now we came up in this diesel, big type uh, uh, SUV type uh, vehicle, loud. That that leopard did not turn. We came from behind it. He he never turned or whatever. It never turned and looked at us, acknowledged us. And I thought that thing is fake because it seems like if we were maybe in, maybe forty yards, maybe fifty yards from it. Or maybe thirty yards from we came, we got pretty close, mm-hmm. and so all I could see was his tail at the end of his tail just gently moving, and I'm thinking, wow, is that real? That's fake, and I'm thinking it's fake. 
And all of a sudden, bam, he dashed. And what it was was he saw the prey. And the Bible, God said, that's what I mean by be wise as a serpent, but harmless as a dove. Uh, uh, the, that leopard never paid attention to what was going around him. Mm-hmm. It kept his eye on the prize, his dinner. Mm-hmm. And he, it was something bigger that was noisy, that was coming there. It never caused him to flinch or look back. And then at the, at the appropriate time, he dashed and got his meal. So God said, that's what I mean by be wise as a serpent, be harmless as a dove. Now, we are going after something, not to kill something, but we're going to focus on what God has called us to do. And we won't let things around us distract us. Even if it's bigger than us, it seems like it can run us over. It can't because God has put something in us. The Bible says no weapon formed against us shall prosper. A lot of weapons have been formed around us, but we get distracted by the weapon and Mm -hmm. don't realize it can't prosper. Yes, glory to God. It can't prosper. And we get focused. We start to look side to side. The Bible says a thousand might fall at your at your right hand, ten at your left, left or right, whatever it is, it, it's going to fall. But we start looking at what's falling instead of looking straight ahead. Yeah. Wow. That's we so good. We looking straight ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, you you throw in a lot of stuff at us, man. It's powerful. This is really, really good stuff. Before I let you go, I got one mm-hmm. more question. Okay. You yes. mentioned in your book about preparation, and you said mm-hmm. that, Preparation is the key to success. So yes. how does one prepare? Well, you you prepare by number one, you 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 I, I say you study the word, you get close to God, and you prepare your heart first. You prepare your mind. Mm-hmm. And then you do what you need to do in a natural sense to get ready because there's opportunity to come, but if you're not prepared when the opportunity comes, you miss your opportunity because you're not prepared. The Bible says study to show yourself approval, meaning study what God is saying, understand, bring you to understanding what God is saying. And because of God, because God, there's one thing about God, he's ever, he's regressing God. And he, we might think he moved at our pace, but God really moved at his pace because God, we can't, we, we can't, dictate what God does. We he dictate what we do we, we do. So the more you mm-hmm. prepare, you, you study, even in, in, in your ministry, in in anything on your job, you prepare for success. You prepare you have the mind of success and you prepare. So what do I need to do? And I always say this, we have the secret weapon in us, which is called the Holy Spirit that dwells in us. And is always is that the Bible Jesus said, I'm gonna send you a comforter that will guide you, that do all these things for you. I'm giving you this, this, and he lives within us. When we become a born-again Christian, that's the new creature that's in us. That's the new, the Holy Spirit that dwells in us. And it knows what to do. It knows, because it's, 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 it's part of God. Mm-hmm. It's in us. Yes. And if we sense that, then he'll say, do this, get this ready. I know it's like we travel a lot. Of course, but the last couple of years, we haven't traveled as much as we've done with the Night of Hopes. But I, I'm, I'm there for Pastor Joel, and that's my first First thing, I have a business that I run, and a lot of times I might schedule something, but the Holy Spirit say, no, don't do this, or don't, 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 whatever. And the reason why is because he knows that he's got something planned for me. And so, but if I prepare what I do, what I think I'm doing, but I I first seek the Holy Spirit, because then there's no conflict. 
being because there's no there's no disappointment. And it, it, you might have some here and there because I'm not perfect at this, but you have at least you 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 really scored a higher percentile of success because you prepared number one by praying. You prepare by by you know if you need to fast, but the the simple thing is just praying, consulting God first is get his opinion because he's the CEO of the company. He's the CEO of your life. Mm-hmm. And say, what does the boss say? I do what the boss say do. Yeah. And you have success. Yeah. Man, that's that's so good. Any final thoughts, man, about um about anything? Yeah. I would just I would just encourage the people to really, you know, anybody's watching, no matter what your station in life, if you're the leader or whatever. Uh, the the follower, you know, the Bible says we're all here to serve. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, I didn't come to be served. I came to serve. Yes. And that's what Jesus Christ, the one that paid the price for our sin, that, that brought redemption back to us, the body of Christ, us, our the, the children of God. And he said that. So I think it, the thing is, is just how can I serve you to God, God today? And that scripture, that, that the one final thought is like this. God say, if love your neighbor as yourself, he said, how can you say you love you you love your neighbor if you don't love me, if you don't serve me? And mm-hmm. I and I mean, if you don't if you don't serve, and I always say that if you love me, love me, love me, love me, love God. He said, but how can you say you don't you you love me? You don't love your neighbor. You don't love the people. And I always say, how can you say you serving me if you don't serve somebody? Mm-hmm. So the proof the serving of God is to me is like. I'm serving God through my ministry and and my ministry is serving pastor and serving whoever serving pastor Al's and uh, pastor caller or serving son serving your church. I'm just want to, I'm a servant of God. So I would just see people that's focused on serving instead of being served. And I think if the world would do that, it'll be such a powerful and a better place because we're built our lives on serving. Wow. That's powerful. And we, we're going to leave it right there, man. Thank you, Johnny, for feeding us. Before we oh. go, would, would you pray for us? Sure, sure, sure. Father God, we've come before you with thanksgiving and praise, Father. We thank you because your word says this is the day you have made, and we are to rejoice in it, Father. So every day of our life, Father, we thank you for the opportunity that you've given us to serve you, Father. And, Father, we thank you for the wisdom that comes from, from internal our Holy Spirit, Father. We thank you for giving us the Holy Spirit that knows that's in, in tune with you, Father. And not only that, Father, we thank you for—I thank you for every person that's listening to this mm. podcast. I thank you for Pastor Al, his, his leadership, his church, everybody, Father. I thank you that no weapon formed against us shall prosper, Father. And we won't pay attention to what's formed. We'll pay, pay attention to what's promised because your word says— you, your promises are yes and amen, Father. Your word says that you watch over your words to you watch. Your, you you said I watch over my words to perform it, Father. Yes. So that means you perform words that we speak, Father, and that means we can speak words that you won't perform, Father. So we want to guard our heart, our tongue. Your word says if we don't have nothing good to say, don't say nothing at all, Father, because there is an enemy that would do what we say, but we have a God that does what we say, Father. So we, we, we just consecrate our words to you, Father. 
We say yes. we dedicate our life on freshness today, Father, that we will speak your words, Father, because your promises are yes, amen. We speak your promises. We believe in your promises. For we believe in you, God. And we thank you for the turnaround that's coming in our lives because you are progressing, God, Father. You're a good God. It says it's the goodness of God thank that leads all men to repentance, Father. It's your goodness, Father. Yes. So we thank you for your goodness that thank you're performing you, our lives, Father. We thank you for the opportunity to say thank you to you, Father. Thank we thank you, you for the opportunity that you've given us to serve you, Father. Yes. And we want to do our best and be faithful to you, Father, as we fulfill Build your kingdom, Father. It's not our kingdom. It's not Lakewood. It's not Pastor Al. Yes. It's no one else, church. It is your kingdom, Father. We're just being a good steward, what you have placed in our hands, Father. We're going to be a good and faithful steward of that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. Amen. Woo! Woo, man, I'm fired up. I am <laughs> fired up, brother. Man, thank you again so much for being with us. Boy, that's that's some really, really good stuff. One more thing. How can people get a hold of your book? Well, the, the, the best, easy way to get it is just go to Amazon, type in Stepping Up uh, by Johnny McGowan, and it pulls you. Amazon is available on Amazon, and you get a good deal on Amazon as, as everything else instead of just uh, do that. And, you know, just, just, just uh, that's the best way to get it. And, and, uh, uh, and it's in some bookstores, but it's, it's easy. Amazon gets delivered right to your house. Awesome. And we'll put Johnny's social media handles in uh, the show notes so you'll be able to connect with him. All right? Yeah. Amen. Praise well, God. Thank you for the opportunity that you've given me, Pastor Al. I appreciate you so much. And once again, it's like the doing, poli doing political times, they said, people said, I endorse this message. I endorse <laughs> this person. I endorse this man and woman of God. If you're looking for a good church, I promise you, if you're anywhere near him, You'll, you'll be blessed, you'll be transformed, and I guarantee you give them a year of your life, your life would never be the same in Jesus' name. Thank you, Johnny. Appreciate it so right. much, man. You're welcome, sir. Love you. Love you. Thank you for joining us today for the Living by Grace podcast. You are greatly blessed, highly favored, deeply loved, totally righteous, and destined to win because of Jesus. Have an amazing day.